0: hi guys this is joseph and welcome to the pm magic podcast here we talk about tips tricks and strategies around products and product management and we make it fun join us on fridays at pm o'clock Hi guys, welcome to another episode of PM Magic Podcast. Um, I have Philips here with me today. It's just two of us, and we'll be talking about taking care of stakeholder palaver. We know that for a product manager, and even for like even the developers, stakeholder business is serious business. And Philips and I will just be gisting around like tricks and strategies that we've used that can help you with managing stakeholders hi philip quit the house
1: uh, <laughs> yeah great to be here hi guys how's it going great to be here honestly
0: all right so um so today we'll, we'll just look into like first what stakeholders what what do when you know that word is like one of the very overflow words yeah, like it's we need to meet above. the stakeholders we need yeah. to you know you need to make sure stakeholders are happy and who really are stakeholders yeah you know what, what
1: what what people do not tell you is that look not everyone can be a stakeholder right but for me there is a rule of thumb how to know who your stakeholder is especially in product management um your stakeholder is that person who either has a veto power or has direct or indirect input in your product if such person do not fit either of these two description then that person has no business being a stakeholder on your product. So does the person have a veto power over your product? Does the person have an indirect or direct uh input or contribution to your product? If the answer to these two is no, then that person is not a stakeholder of the product. Mm. Yeah.
0: That now brings me to the question. Do a question a customer stakeholder. <laughs> because the person doesn't have power the person doesn't
1: your, your you know your customers are your users your customers are your stakeholders but we will we, we'll categorize them as your external stakeholder because don't forget in product in product development you are building for them you are building for your users you're building for your customers so they do have a say let's not forget this from the customers your users that you be getting uh insights as to what to do, how to you know go about solving their problem what are their pain points, you know, what are those things that matter to them.
0: So they are your stakeholders, right? Okay. So um I think you've clarified it, stakeholders are like yeah. the very important people that have a say in your product. Um and you now, you know, academically split it <laughs> between so I'm just doing a recap between external and internal, and internal stakeholders absolutely. and yeah that that's very correct um so now that we know who stakeholders are when you get a product as a product manager um should you aim to please your stakeholders what 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 sort of relationship should you desire to have with your stakeholders so if i'm coming into a new company and they say this is a stakeholder, this that is a stakeholder. What should be my how should should I should it be like I'm the person who fights the stakeholders to get what I want or I'm the person who is trying to endear to the stakeholders, make sure they're happy, or you know, how how do I really get around that whole okay. stakeholder relationship? Let me let
1: me just start by saying uh as a product manager you have all your, your, your number one, uh, superpower is influence. You mm. have quote unquote no authority. You have quote unquote no power. All you have, all you do is A,
0: a, a pro manager <laughs> is the only manager that is not really a manager you know
1: you understand so all you have is your influence and you need need to be able to really very well but you know sometimes
0: your stakeholders are people who employ you so so you need to clarify this influence you're talking about we're coming there we're coming there we're coming to
1: how you now begin to influence your stakeholders let me let me just answer your question stakeholders are people they are people too just like you Right, yeah. there are people in an organizational setting as well. And guess what? The same way you are pursuing uh, your product, you want to the same way you are pursuing your metrics and you know, being a new product and, and all of that. That's the same way they are also measured for certain successes. And so, when you begin to interact with your stakeholders, the mindset that these guys who are my stakeholders they also get measured for success that will begin to influence how you work with them. Mm. Because at that understanding, you need to be able to now know okay whether it is executive that that, that of course executive are part of the stakeholders yeah. well, or the engineering team, you know, or the, the the business team. You begin to now understand that how do I how do I work with them? Based on my understanding that mm. they are also people just like I am, and they also measure for success.
0: Right. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, just to be more clear, because like the definition, like people, people, we've been saying people, so who can these people be? Like, what kind of titles is a likely stakeholder or which kind of, so in a typical organization, let's say I'm a new or I'm an aspiring PM, I get a first job, who should I see and say this has to be my stakeholder?
1: Okay, so it depends from organization to organization. Right. Okay. Uh the the your stakeholders if you're working in an insurance tech organization would differ if you're working in a bank for instance as a product manager. In a bank you'd have a lot more stakeholders, I mean from finance to internal control to compliance, you know. It so, would vary. But in other smaller organizations, it could just be engineering team, the executive team, I mean maybe the the MD or the ceo the Mm. CFO, and all of that and then maybe your business and marketing so it differs or the chairman of the company (laughs) that's no you know you you probably would not have any direct relationship with the board truly as as a product manager being a product i've really not seen except you're like head of product reports yes except but even if you are the head of product right or you are the cpu the chief product officer then maybe you have you have a seat to the board, but as a product manager, you know you really don't have any direct contact with your board, the board of that organization. So it it, it makes sense to just keep it to your engineering team. At the core, core, core of your stakeholders, your engineering team, and I mean engineering talks about your developers, your designers, and um, the course your fellow PMs, and project managers, then the executive team, because I mean they will be the ones who go to that this this a lot of things can happen whether you get money and all of that and then your business and marketing too. right at the core, you stick with as these guys are. that
0: yeah true and then i'll I just add that if you also have like some companies have like user experience researchers yeah some company have they have some rules that are not like common in yeah. like many companies especially in nigeria um there are companies that have an internal data um, science team, like mm. data analysts yeah, and things. you, know? So you would So oh, those people will also have like a, a buy-in in whatever mm. you do. So they are also your stakeholders as and, well. And
1: when, when you begin to work on products that require licenses, for instance, the mm. legal department to also yeah. stakeholders. Yeah, and if you are individual. in a very
0: small company that doesn't even have a legal department, you may be running to CBN exactly. and running exactly. to different places. Exactly. Too, so. To the
1: yeah. So, yeah. So.
0: so, even though those ones are external, they will be huge will stakeholders, be huge stakeholders as, well. as well. Okay, so, Phillips, do you think stakeholder management is difficult? Um, it is why or not? And then is it important? Is it important to the work of a PM? Is it is it something that you should wake up thinking about when you're going to work every morning?
1: Yeah. Um, so this uh, I I I mean, five or six years ago, if you were to meet me and say, "I feel do you think product management is difficult kind of course I'll tell you it is difficult. Why? because i stakeholder not, management sorry yeah i know i mean i'm just i'm just oh analogy. from product oh, if yeah. five or six years ago you met me and said is product management difficult i'll tell you yes because i do not know how product manager works yeah we'll have right. skills yeah you know to manage products so that's it's it's it, it's the same for stakeholder management if you ask if stakeholder management is difficult at my level i would say no it only requires hmm. you have boss a, that's how it and works. It means at <laughs> the well, bosses' level
0: it's not difficult over time,
1: <laughs> over time right i've I've learned new ways of managing them. I've implemented those ways, I've honed my skills of stakeholder management. Mm. to your other question, it is very important, yeah, right? It is not difficult. it's something that can be learned and practiced, but it is very, very critical to the success of your products. If not, you get frustrated. If you get deeply, deeply frustrated. And you may feel that someone or some people want to control you because you don't understand how to manage those people who happen to be stakeholders as mm, well.
0: You're right. Okay, so um, it can be difficult if you are young, but you grow into it. So basically, yeah. what Phillips is saying is you 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 advance as a, as you do it as you experience working with these different sets of people, you get better at it. Which is like everything in life, mm-hmm. you get better by use. So um, how do you manage a difficult stakeholder? So somebody, let me give you a scenario. So there's a, let's say a CFO yeah. that needs to release money. I'll give you two scenarios. The CFO <laughs> needs to release money for you to do some product research that involves spending. And he says, we already know the idea. What are you researching for? And you feel like based on action, like data and facts that you have, you don't think you have enough to go ahead with software development phase of the project or the product. What do you do? How do you convince that kind of person that we need this? We need get the person to make a decision without looking like or start trying to go above his head and you know creating issues in the organization. So that's one scenario. I and mean, that scenario is a top management person that is very interested in your product Wants a feature that he thinks is going to blow to be in that product, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this this resonates personally with me. He thinks, ah, once we do this one, ah, it is finished. It will blow, and you have that kind of management level, and you don't really, you can't even go above his head. If you do that, you will sack. So, yeah. how do you try to get those? And it's really really stern on this position. Do you just resign and go and start? Going to Jobberman. Man. <laughs> <laughs> or you Jobberman they are great guys. So. Yes. Free <laughs> ads for Jobberman. <laughs> Alright, so please yeah, Okay,
1: go. so um every every human being, every human being, you know, more or less your stakeholders, they all have agenda. That's one thing you should also know. They all have agendas. One of part of your job is to figure out their agenda, you know, and their work toward helping them achieve that agenda. Now, let's, let's, let's look at your, now, before I even talk about, address those two scenarios, okay. at the basics, at the very basics, as a product manager seeking to, on the length, uh, stakeholder management, number one, you need to know your stuff. You need to be the subject matter expert in that product you're building, and in, you know, how to, how to drive that product. Then you need to build the relationship. I'm going to emphasize on that. Build a relationship. A lot of product managers they come into products and then all, all they want to do is to send status reports, send emails, you know, send mm. updates, and they go. If you ask them, they'll tell you, and be my job.
0: Mm. So you need, the to, part of you need to communicate actual, personally.
1: Actual building relationships. Yeah. Building relationships could mean going out to, for lunch or going out for breakfast. Mm. It could mean, you know, just coming to the person's office. You're not having any concern about your product. You just talking with the person, yeah.
0: right? It means sometimes... The person is looking sad. you're like, oh, yes. there's no problem. I mean,
1: sometimes, yeah, and, f- and forgive me for saying this, it could mean, quote-unquote, gossiping about me, part of work and the person doesn't like... I mean, it's... It, it, or let me just say banter. Probably just bantering about it. Mm. The key thing is that you're building a relationship. It doesn't have to be formal, right? It could be formal, informal. but the key thing is you're building a relationship. It would come. It would come to play. Right? It would come to play. You don't just focus on, you know, uh, sharing status of good. Then you have to be able to sit down with them and just listen. Just listen. You're being in a relationship. Now, if you've done all this right, you know your stuff, you've, you think you've built a love, like a great approach with, uh, you, you've, you've built a love uh, relationship with these persons, it's still no guarantee that things will go so well. So you could still have a CFO who doesn't want to release money. You you have an executive who wants you to include a particular, uh, a particular feature in your next release. Now, in the case of the CFO, I mean, um, if I were to be the president, I'm, I'm trying to make the president feel doing that, mm-hmm. I would, I'll probably, um, take it out of the formal setting, right? I mean, I've gone to him, I've had calls with him, he doesn't want to release money. It's fine. I'll just take it out of the formal setting. Maybe catch him on his way out and ask him out uh, for a drink later on. If he's someone who, who wants to like, go out to chill and drink, or ask him, just have, try to get him to have a conversation on an informal, uh, plane. You understand? And then build on that. Maybe over the next one or two days, and I'll re- present my case again to him. Don't forget, while having those conversations, I would have figured out Who this guy really is, his agenda as it concerns me. Does he just dislike me, or does he dislike my product? You have figured some of these things out when having informal conversations, And then you act upon them. In the case of in the case of an executive wanting to add in, you know, a a particular feature, I've had I've had a personal experience on that, right? Mm. I once worked in an organization where a proper C suite executive, right wanted and it was a case of strategy uh wanted us to wanted me to instead of focus on long-term retention wanting us to focus on you know uh short-term goals and making quick wins it was of course it was bad for the product right but one of the things i used was to present data i mean as a, as a product manager you have to be the boss of you have to be data driven right so i presented data over time, the first time he didn't agree, so I went back and I and I I turned the data in another way. I brought it again to him. The third time, and I came back and said, "Look, this is really the same data, but for interpreted another format." Mm-hmm. Then I tied my understanding. I mean, the the potential of the product feeling if we went with this idea of, of including a particular. And showed him I data tied to it. back that. Yeah, thing. and Sense then of I tied theory. it how it was going to also not just be bad for the product but for the company mm. It would mess with the company's goals and objectives
0: that was not just scared the product him. now ah, so it that was scared uh, him. now now <laughs> where
1: he now took a step back and said you know what go ahead so that was
0: Mm. You know, that was scared the <laughs> all right so i think we're we'll running out of time um so I know there are like a million and one stakeholder management problems that we haven't dealt with. Yeah. So Phillips, how can people reach you to ask you any question if they have any stakeholder management issues?
1: Yeah, um you um, can you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh you can just uh Philips what you what you could is one L and it has an S. So just yeah, Find me on, on, on LinkedIn. I'll be very pleased to answer. Any That's question. a
0: very powerful picture and post there. so <laughs> You can't miss it. Yeah. And if you want to ask me as well, you can follow me on LinkedIn also. Just say Badru. Badru spelled B A D R U. So thank you guys for joining today. I hope you learned something. We don't want to make it too long. So we we'll have to just stop now. But there are like a million and one questions we could still ask. if there's something you think we should ask, and we're not asking a topic you think you're struggling with that we should talk about, please buzz us. And thanks again. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.